Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I am on day 10 of not running. Oh, yeah? Yes, my longest nice. break in, in a long time. D- did I convince you that the dark side is better? <laughs> No, 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 you didn't. You don't convince me much. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I just, uh, after you rock, after the 100K, uh, 10 days ago, I, I decided I really needed a break. I needed, like, more, more so mentally, I think, than physically, but also physically. And I just, uh, I'm, it's been good to step back, step yeah, away. Yeah, that's good. Do you have, uh, like, a uh, re-entry plan, or is it just you're just going to just wait till you feel like it? Well, I told myself at least two weeks, so at least at the end of this week, and then I might do something. Uh, but you know, been I, I dusted off the bike from from the winter, uh-huh. I'm ready to go for some rides this weekend when it stops raining, and uh, do a little yoga, and I don't know, just not running. I there like you go. That. Good. Is it is it like is it difficult? Because I know some people when they like taper time, people people get antsy and they want to run. Is it like that, or are you just sort of you're just happy to not be? I've been, I have, you know, I have not longed to run at all, mm-hmm. but I, I've definitely been getting antsy about just being active. And I've, you know, I've gone on a few hikes and walks and stuff like that. So I'm getting outside, but uh, no, I, I haven't really had this like urge to run, but I am starting to have a little bit of an urge to set another big goal. So, oh, yeah? so that's good. I think that's kind of the first, first thing that comes for me anyway, that if I can take a break and then like, you know, the mental shift starts separating myself from the last several months and I can start thinking about what maybe will get me excited in the future. Oh, that's good. I think that's, a, that's a very good sign. That's kind of the, I think the way that it should work when it, when it works right is that you take this break and then that, that break helps you without really forcing it. You just start to think about, you just start to get this, this itch to, you know, do something big and then, then that big thing comes and then you're, then you're off and running. Yeah. So so I'm excited about that. I, mean, I don't know. I feel good about this break, and it might be more than two weeks. It might be a month. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Maybe we'll just start martial arts and stop everything else. <laughs> Maybe so. Speaking <laughs> of, how is martial arts going? Are you are you in, still enjoying it? Martial arts is, well, I should say, was going quite well. And then uh, with the book launch, I have not been in two consecutive weeks. So that's not so good. Need to get back to it. But yes, I am enjoying it. It's... um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a nice little. I guess I would like to be able to devote more energy and time to it. I kind of like when I do things, I like to really do them. And I'm I've just kind of been in this so busy period, and I know everyone has this situation, so I'm not unique in being busy. Um, but like, two, I don't know. I got a book about it. Haven't really had a chance to read it. Haven't had a chance to do the stuff at home that we're supposed to do. So it's basically I go twice a week, get a workout in, learn a few new techniques, and then come back and do it again. What it is, almost feels like I'm going to like a spinning class, except it's uh, punching and kicking people. Do you do they build off of each other week after week? Yes, they do, but very loosely because the class like is just you. You just show up like if you're in the adult program, you just come when you feel like it. So there's all different ranks in the class, and you don't have to have been to you know. Some people come three times a week. Some are, I'm on the two two a week plan. So like you you know there you're you're going to miss certain classes that other people are going to. So it's kind of, you know, builds, but it's not, it's it's sort of a loose fashion. Hmm. And so then do they have like a focus of the day, like punches? and? Yeah, yeah. We don't know what it is, but he'll just say, okay, do back kicks today or do this flip 
flip somebody, bend somebody's wrist and this way. <laughs> Sounds great. That, and, that, and I think it all fits together in some sort of scientific way that you could say this is this category of wrist bends and this is this category of arm twists. But uh, I don't know, more or less random as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it's good to mix it up though. I, we did, we've done an episode not all that long ago about just kind of doing new stuff, getting out of your box, good for your brain. And I've been enjoying it. It's nice, been a nice change of pace for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And speaking of the book that is just still eating me alive inside and, uh, ruining my life basically because <laughs> it's all I ever think about. And I'm in this, this weird like zone where the book has all the makings of a huge hit. It just sold out, just was, is, is now entirely gone. Like, I don't think you can get it anywhere online. You can go on Amazon and you can press, you can order it, but they say usually ships in one to two months, which shouldn't be true. It should should be in within like two to three weeks, I think. Um, but everywhere else it is totally gone and you can't get it unless maybe your local independent store or Barnes & Noble has it, but uh, that's spotty too. You got to call and find out. So anyway, it's like, this massive build-up, we talked about this last episode, so I don't need to harp on it, but this massive ramp-up and everything was gaining speed and then hit the brakes and now just wait and no one can get it. And <laughs> I don't know. So it's just, it has been a killer. to For whatever reason, my brain does not, and I think a lot of people's brain wouldn't handle this so well. This weird, I don't know, no man's land kind of waiting for it to come back in, hoping it still it still uh, can can regain the momentum that it had when it went out of stock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to do a really big reprint this time? There, There is a massive reprint in the works, but it is not the one that comes in a few weeks. It comes in like, I don't know, a month and a half or something. Okay. So the one that comes in a few weeks is half the size of the next one. So it's amazing that there's so many books. So many, It's in its third printing already, and there are going to be so many books out there Uh but it's just I'm, I'm concerned we're going to run out of stock again once the once it comes in in a couple weeks because I don't know people want it good problem to have I know but uh, terrible problem nonetheless. You should you should just get me to start printing them. I can I got a printer I can. Yeah, uh... you're right. And in fact, anyone out there listening to this, if you've got a printer at home <laughs> and you can get a copy, buy the ebook or something, and then just print that off and start selling it, that would that would be perfect actually. Yeah, or why don't, better why don't I just. Just publish it online for free and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. Get a North Korea domain name and then start. Uh-huh. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. I don't. People, there's probably nice people in North Korea. <laughs> in fact, I know there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are nice people in North Korea. And also, in fact, don't do that illegal pirating thing I just told you to do because that's that's not real, and I probably would be in trouble if someone thought it was real. We'll 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 cut that out. <laughs> No, we won't. We'll leave it in. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, Doug, what are we really talking about today? Today's topic came from a, a comment I read on Facebook, which is always a good place to, yeah, right. then to get just, topics. Can't miss episode then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's always the best place to get topic ideas. And that uh, I, was, I was reading a, a, a Facebook thread and someone said, it's impossible to be 100% vegan. Hmm. And it, it got me thinking, is it truly impossible to be 100% vegan? And I don't know exactly what the person meant. I didn't follow up. I didn't engage with them because I figured it would just start something that I didn't really want to be a part of. Um, but 
you know, I think he was probably referring to, you know, anyway, it got me thinking, and, and the way I interpret it anyway, is that um, as we go to restaurants, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know 100% of what's in the food, even if it's advertised as vegan, unless it's a vegan restaurant. Um, and also things like uh, clothing and, you know, cars and all kinds of things that we interact with on a day-to-day basis that we, and we purchase that uh, may have an animal product that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, you know, it kind of got me, and maybe he's right. Maybe it is a lot more difficult than I would think to be 100% vegan. So that's yeah. what we're going to talk about. Okay. I like it. Good. Next week, we'll we'll go just in YouTube and look in the comments there and get even better topics. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that these social media networks, there's just such intelligent things that are said. Yeah. So... No, but I do um, think this is kind of an interesting topic. I mean, I it think- is. It definitely is. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's not. Um, so I've heard this before. I think someone even made an infographic about this once, which I think is funny that people would be that motivated to point out that you can't be 100% vegan, that they would then go to the to the extent of making an infographic to help share this idea and spread oh, this so message. So it, was, it wasn't a vegan who said that you could be. It was a... Right, right. No, it was it was an infographic about how impossible it was to actually be vegan. <laughs> and I guess I guess that's somebody's dent in the universe is they want to they want to spread that message. I don't know. Um, and yeah, I remember they said cars, leather. I mean, not just not just leather car seats, but like something else in the tires. I don't know. I mean, just who knows? But uh, yeah, it's right. I mean, you can't you can't if your definition of vegan is that you make zero use of animal products or no product you touch in any way was indirectly associated with cruelty to an animal, then of course, yeah, I mean, you can't do that. I don't think unless you're whatever, you know, unless you're Doug and you go live off the land and grow a beard and do whatever it is you do, (laughs) run around. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you have to live in a cave, right? And even then you're going to be squashing bugs and ruining the habitat of a bat or something. It's right? true. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if, you, uh, so. if you move into a bear's den, I mean, you might be a little pissed. Right, exactly. Unless, well, okay. Because if you get be raised by them or like kind of get yourself in and help their community, I don't know. <laughs> but then would you actually be helping or just or just ruining it? Or yeah, just interfering, yeah. Right. Anyway. Um. So anyway, I think, but yeah, I mean, like if you just think about it, when you go to somebody's house, I mean, are you going to avoid sitting on their leather couch? And if you don't, then are you being a bad vegan? Or if you go walk through an open air market and someone is cooking meat and you smell it and it smells good and you have benefited from that smell, like, have you, have you, are you not being vegan? Uh, so, I mean, I, th- I think it's almost a ridiculous point. Like, of course, right? Like, yeah, you can't be a hundred percent. And you, I mean, and like, isn't, I guess you get all your vegetables from a vegan farm that uses no manure in the dirt, but there's still worms and stuff, right? And they're part of that, and they're getting harmed when the... I mean, I don't know. It's just, it almost is a crazy thing to discuss. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, so we need to have an episode about it. So we need to have this, yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just dedicate... Now, so I guess I guess, uh, I guess, guess we agree already. We're going to go ahead and come in and say that it is 100%... It is not 100% possible to completely eliminate your interaction with animals when it comes to consumables right but that 
I, I mean, I guess the next place to go is that is that I don't think that's really the definition of vegan. A, a like vegan, I've, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where right. I was going to go too. We're on the same page, man. That's <laughs> <All> great. <laughs> Good. Um, I, I mean, I don't know where you go for for the the best definition of vegan. I don't, I don't think the dictionary is necessarily like what we're getting at here. That that's the end all be all answer. Uh, I've I remember some pamphlet. I wish I knew the actual name, but some one of those vegan literature type pamphlets I was reading. I think it may have been from Compassion Over Killing but I'm not sure about that. It was like a restaurant table tent thing. And somebody there had a quote. I wish I knew who it was. Um, basically saying that it, that vegan meant doing everything in your power to avoid, you know, using, interacting with animal products, whatever, whatever the wording was. But I really liked that it was kind of, it was basically doing everything that you can reasonably do. Mm. And it's not a great definition because it leaves this gray area of what's reasonable and like well like you know if one person can be 99 percent perfect um and i don't mean your food i mean your food of course you're eating 100 percent vegan diet as far as most people define it but i mean if you take all these other steps beyond that um you know like if if one person can do that how come everyone can't do that and why can't we then call that the definition of vegan uh but i don't know i don't think that's important and i don't think it's necessary i i like that it said what's what's reasonable and i i don't know it's like i think it's almost cliched to say like well i don't care about the label and i'm just eating this way and it doesn't matter to me whether you call me vegan or not i know that i'm happy with the way i'm doing it uh i kind of i kind of like that i mean it's i don't know i i need to have a, a a boundary that says i don't eat animal products um but i like that that i can feel like i'm vegan and know that there's there's still sort of this range of how how vegan are you after that. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I think I'm sure some people will disagree with that and say there is no range. You you have to, every single time there's a decision and you have a conscious choice in it, you should choose not to sit on that leather couch or you know ride in a car if you know it's not vegan. I don't know. I'm sure there are people who would argue that way, but uh, we're not really about that kind of dogma, I guess, on this podcast. It's more about being practical and what yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I think for me it kind of comes down to, um, like what I am purchasing and what I am, you know, uh, consuming. I guess. But if I'm mm-hmm. gonna, if, if someone's picking up picking me up in their car, you know, if I call an Uber and they have leather seats, like I'm not gonna boycott that Uber, right? Um, right. You know, because that's I didn't purchase that. I guess I'm supporting that car that purchased by. Uber is probably a bad example, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, but if, 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 uh, if my mom picks me up, she has leather seats If she picks me up in her car, I'm not going to avoid her car. Um, you know, because, cause it's my mom and she's giving me a ride from wherever I need to go. And, you know, that's just what you do. Right. But I, you know, but then if, when I have the choice of buying a car, I probably, or I, I know I wouldn't buy a car that had leather seats. Right. I, yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I think I'm sort of in the same situation. I wouldn't either. Um, and yet I, if my mom came to pick me up, I would ride in her car. I wouldn't reject that ride and say, I'm taking an Uber instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, well, go ahead. Well, I mean, this is, this is reminding me of, of a recent gray area that I just thought of myself, um, where, remember we talked about that I went to the casino on the cruise, uh, Atlantis. Uh-huh. And I said, they have like aquarium stuff there in some of the hallways but we didn't go to that part because I didn't want to, not into that part. Just want to go gamble because I like that and and can't help gambling. Uh, <laughs> so 
I was thinking about that. I was like, should I have not even gone there? Should I say I'm not going to support a place that does that? But then I'm like, if that's the case, then can I do I not eat Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream ever? Uh, health issues aside, that of course is not a, not a health thing, but like, it's pretty cool they have a vegan ice cream. Right? Should should we not support them because they also play a huge role in in you know supporting dairy? Sure. Or going right. to a pizza place that also offers a vegan pizza, but has cheese pizza too. Right. So even this, you, you could even make a distinction here between these examples, because those food examples, you could say, well, we're going to do that because we want to show, you know, vote with our dollars for the vegan thing and show Ben and Jerry's mm. and the pizza place that we like that they have vegan options. And we want to encourage more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I couldn't really make that argument about the casino. I couldn't say I'm, I'm, Going this, I'm voting for the casino with my dollar because it's vegan. <laughs> it's like it's not really that the casino is vegan, so it wouldn't wouldn't matter. <laughs> it, it is, but it's not like it's a vegan casino. It's just it's right, just... right. So anyway, I don't know. I've wondered about those things, and and like I don't know. I mean, I I have no problem considering myself a vegan who would go to a casino even if if on the premises there's aquarium, but I'm not going to that or supporting that. Um, but I could see someone not. I could see I could see many vegans saying, I refuse to ever go to that kind of place because they had that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you And know. in hindsight, I'm like, man, I, maybe I shouldn't. I, don't, I wasn't even thinking that way then. But now I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have gone there. Maybe I should have just stuck to, kept my gambling on the boat. Mm-hmm. But who's, but the boat, they, they serve a lot of, of non-vegan food too. Right. But I, th- I think you're right, though, that there is a difference between food and and other things you know like if if uh if if there was horse racing at the casino yeah i wouldn't go to that then right so it's just a giant gray area for me yeah it is it is so so i want to i want to kind of step back a little bit and talk Mm about kind of the specific categories Mm -hmm. so i think food is is the first one to start with um, and that is like, is it 100%, is it possible to be 100% vegan when it comes to food? And I guess the only gray area here is, for me, is is uh, restaurants and stuff where, where things are advertised as vegan or you think that something is vegan, but you're not 100% sure. Um, and we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but when you're at a restaurant, how often are you actually asking the waiter or waitress to uh, confirm that something is vegan? I mean, I guess... I don't know. That's a good question. If it so, if it doesn't say vegan on the menu, and you're just you're just going to ask if right. this thing that appears to be vegan actually is. Yes. Yeah, I think it just depends. If there's an, if there's an ingredient that I know is iffy, I will tend to ask about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how often it is. I feel like most most of the time I, I don't know. It, honestly, the question doesn't go through my head very much of is this vegan or not, but um. I kind of just assume that if it, if it appears that way to me, that it is. But yeah, maybe, maybe I should I mean, ask sometimes, more. you know, butter, you know, you might cook vegetables with butter or something like that. But. And that I typically will ask about. If I'm ordering something that has caramelized onions or mushrooms, I've, I've heard enough times when I have ordered that in the past before I knew better, and they'd say, oh, those mushrooms are cooked in butter or the caramelized onions require butter. Mm-hmm. Then I will ask that now because I know it's a, it's a problem food. So I, I would say when I when I'm aware of a food that is a likely non-vegan one, and then I will I'll ask about it. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, this has kind of been a shift for me recently. It, it, it used I used to kind of follow the don't ask, don't tell policy when it came to vegan food, mm-hmm. um, 
at restaurants. And, you know, if it was obviously not vegan, you know, if if there was something that um, I was pretty sure, like a veggie burger where you're you're probably it's going to have an egg in it kind of thing, if it's not advertised as vegan. Right. um, You know, then I would ask for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But things like vegetables, whether they're cooked in butter, that kind of stuff. I tended not to ask, um, but that that's that's recently been a shift for me, and and, I, and I'm not super militant about it, but um, I'm just you know I'm, I I am taking as the longer I'm vegan, the more I want to really make sure that I'm vegan, you know. Yeah. Um, and and uh and it it means a lot more for me now than it did a couple of years ago, and so I'm I'm more careful about that, asking more often. Yeah, and as we talk about this, I I still wonder. Because I'm the same way, and as the the longer I do this, the more I want to, you know, ferret out any any part of my life that isn't vegan that I made, maybe didn't realize or was being lazy about, and I try to improve that. Um, and I think that's natural. I think I think people who get just more invested in this just want to be better at it. Um, but I I do wonder, like, at what point does it start? not actually helping our cause any and it's not necessarily about a cause it could just be about the individual and saying i just want to live in a way that i'm not harming other creatures or participating in that um but you know like if it gets to like i don't know like like okay let's say your goal is i'm hoping that in this interaction with the waiter uh i will i will make some sort of statement that will reflect positively on this vegan movement whether that means make someone aware that it's an important thing by saying hey is there egg in that veggie burger because that's important to me uh or uh, is is there a negative thing happening when when you know the waiter says god those damn vegans you know why can't they just be happy with the veggie burger i think in this case like in this this for me that one's pretty clear-cut like it's just i'd i'd rather ask right and and that that's a pretty big deal to have an egg in your in your veggie burger if you're if you're vegan, right? Um, but as we get more and more, I guess pure, and we want to be 100 percent perfect or closer to it, and we start asking about all kinds of things, and then we ask if they use white sugar in their iced tea or whatever because that's not vegan, and this and this and this, like you you reach a point where I don't think you're helping the movement by making it by making all these kind of demands or making it clear how difficult it is, um, or, or, you know, by being difficult basically. So I don't know. I always, I always wonder about that. And I think, I think I'm more sensitive to that than a lot of people, a lot of vegans, a lot of vegans like just kind of want to be as vegan as possible and assume that that is good for the movement by people seeing them being as, as vegan as possible. But for whatever reason, coming into it from this place of like, just when I first went vegetarian, even I was afraid, I just didn't want to be seen as someone who was pushy or preachy or, I don't know, or needy or whatever, whatever. Needy's not the right word, but you know, demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just always sensitive to that, and I always wonder as I move further down that path, like at what point am I becoming to the point where someone says, "Hmm, those those vegans, that doesn't seem like much of a fun lifestyle, and they sure make things difficult for everybody else." I don't think I want to do that, and I don't think I want to support them at all. And now I don't like vegans. You know, yeah. like I, I don't know, right. like that can happen. So I I'm still curious, and what I tell myself. Uh, is that, you know, there's room for people who go about this differently. It's different people are going to be influenced by in different ways. Yeah. So hopefully we'll reach the people who, who will be influenced by us and we won't do too much damage to those who uh, aren't going to be reached by us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, so for me, I, you know, I struggle with the exact same thing. And um, 
when I'm in a restaurant, I'll often not ask if something is vegan, but ask if something, if, if, it, if there's a particular ingredient that I know would probably be in that. I, might, I just ask like about the egg or about the butter. And that mm-hmm. for me, that kind of separates the whole vegan thing. You know, I'm not like, I'm vegan. Yeah. Can I, ha- you know, is that vegan? You know, um, right. sorry, I, should, I don't know if that's <laughs> mean to say it that way or not, but, uh, you know, the, so the, so then like the waiter might think you're allergic to eggs or something, you know, and, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, and then also I think when I'm for a long time, when I was, when I went to a restaurant with friends or family or somebody other than Katie, um, that, you know, that where they often, when they chose restaurants and stuff like that, struggled to make sure that I had something to eat kind of thing, looking at menus ahead of time. Like when all that stuff was a big deal, I used to be a lot more, a lot less vocal at the restaurant about, um, you know, about what might be in a food. Cause if, if they looked at a restaurant and found that there was a veggie burger or, you know, something like that, then, mm-hmm. um, you know, then I would, if they took the time to do that, then I would kind of shy away from, making a big deal out of it if that makes sense yeah right uh, um because of that for that exact reason that i didn't want to seem like the you know the vegan has to make a big deal out of everything right you know, i would just order like everybody else did and not worry about it but you've but you've changed you said well i mean you know i i mean not hasn't like 100 percent changed i guess but um yeah i'm just i'm just more i'm more comfortable asking now i guess mm-hmm yeah, I've undergone the same thing. I remember I had wrote a blog post in the early days. I was influenced by my friend Carl, who was on our podcast a long time ago, Carl Gaida. And he had this, I thought back then, great post about his attitude towards veganism. Um, and he was kind of, I don't know, comparing it to, to uh, or drawing sort of some Buddhist ties. And I like that stuff. I think that's interesting. And he, he made the point there. He said, if, like, if I, and if I were to order food, order a vegan pizza in a restaurant, and they would make a mistake and bring it out covered in cheese he said he would still eat it or try to give it away to somebody but he wasn't going to let it go to waste because he didn't want he just i don't know i assume it was partly about the animal already suffered so he doesn't want i guess he wants to honor that animal in some way right not you know not just throw it in the trash Mm -hmm. um but i think and i could be wrong about this that it was also something about person to person like i'm not going to be someone who throws away food that someone has prepared and brought to me and like I don't know. And, and same as going, going to dinner with someone's house. And like, maybe I've heard, I've heard it said that the polite thing to do would be eat their food and, you know, and just, just privately <laughs> protest, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. So I like, and, and that resonated with me in those early days, but then I wrote a blog post about it, mentioned it. And some, a friend of mine, uh, brought it up and pointed it out. And, and actually I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, I don't really want to do that anymore. I think, I think I would probably and I mean, nowadays I know I would, but then I remember made made the choice and said, you know what? From now on, uh, I'm going to be a little bit different about this, and and I'm not going to just say if something is prepared for me, then I'm going to go ahead and eat it regardless of what it is, or try to give it away. Uh, and so, so if something, of course, if that happened now, if they sent out a cheese pizza, um, I would send it back and say, like, yes, <laughs> I need to have this vegan, please. Right. Well, I mean, it'd be really hard for either of us to eat a cheese pizza. I think. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's just been years now, and it'd be very weird. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I don't want to know what would happen. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but but I totally understand it, and and you know I like the idea of giving it to somebody who who would eat it, or who might want it, you know, or need it, or something like that, you know, instead of just having it go to waste. Because I mean, in general, I don't want to waste food at all. I don't think we should. I think we waste too, way too much food in this country, and it, 
right. want to contribute right. to that. Um, yeah, yeah, right. So, like, this is this is food, but even this is not the full food discussion. And may, and I don't think we should go here. But like, <laughs> you can get vegetables from a vegan farm that doesn't have any animals, and I believe a vegan farm wouldn't use any manure or anything like that in their soil. Uh, but most that... farms will. Yeah. Right. And, and so I mean, fish emulsion. To... Yeah. <laughs> so if you're trying to be a hundred percent vegan. That means then all your vegetables, every time you go out to eat, all that, I mean, all that's got to come from vegan farms. Uh-huh. It just, you know, it, it, I think that just demonstrates, again, the ridiculousness of, of the idea right. th- that it's even worth pointing out that you can't be 100% vegan. Like, of course, y- you do your best you can in, in that. But, like, I don't know. If I see vegetables and I'm at a, at a grocery store and it says this is from the vegan farm and this isn't, then I'm going to pick the vegan farm. But it, it would just be a ridiculous amount of effort to only get vegetables that came from a vegan farm does your grocery think, store label vegan farms i feel like i've seen it every now and then i will see a label on a, on something that for some reason communicates that it's a vegan farm mm. i don't even know what that would be or remember but I, i'm pretty sure i've seen that sort of thing because i mean so like in our farmer's market i would venture to guess that i don't know this for sure but uh, i know that there are some farms that sell vegetables that don't have animals but I don't think any of them are 100% vegan. I mean, I think that they probably all use, uh, even if they're organic, they're using uh, animal products to as pesticides kind of thing. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but no, they exist. Shocker in Vermont, there's some there's some vegan farms. Sure. I think. I mean, no, I'm sure they exist. Uh, you know, and it, it wouldn't be that hard to have a vegan garden. Um, Might though. Well, I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, so, you know, the, our neighbors who have a farm up the street uh, where we get a lot of our produce, they struggle, they're organic, and they struggle a lot with bugs, like a ton with bugs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and they use certain things that, um, you know, that are, are completely organic and natural, but, uh, you know, are, have fish products in it and stuff like that that um, is mm-hmm. gross to me, you know, but... I know that that's the only way that they can have that farm or that that's the only way that they can affordably for them that, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that there are other ways, but that's the way they have chosen to have a farm that works and functions and has produce that people want to eat. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is a good example, I think of, of like doing what is reasonable. And that's, that's quite a lot that they're doing, right? Cause they're having a farm that doesn't have animals, but just makes vegetables. I and mean, that's a pretty big deal. And I think if they're, I don't know. I get we all got to pick where we're gonna be perfect and where we're not. I think. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so that's go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say that's. I mean, that's just food. There's of course like clothing is the next obvious one. Right. And I know a lot of vegans who say like I'm kind of new at this and I'm vegan now with my diet, but I've never haven't quite gotten there with the, with the clothing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard people wonder like what the best way to do it is. And I have, I didn't know for a long time how to do it. And what I, what I decided to do was just keep my stuff until it wore out. And whenever, whenever, you know, my wallet wore out, I didn't get a leather wallet after that. Mm-hmm. And same with belt, you know, all that stuff. And just, and I, I suppose you could also go and give it away if you wanted and then go spend a bunch of money to replace it all at once. Um, but I don't know. I kind of think that's unreasonable to ask of someone that like, Oh yeah, if you're going to be vegan, you have to do it all the way. And therefore you need to lay out thousand dollars right now to replace your clothes and your belt and your shoes and your wallet and your suit and all you know yeah i mean that's right and i don't think that's a good thing that we that anyone would have that 
feeling and, and say, well, I'm, I guess I'm not going to be vegan yet. Cause I, I got to save up for that. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't want that type of attitude to be going around. Yeah. Yeah. My philosophy has always been when it comes to clothing and stuff is just buy vegan from now on. Yeah. Um, and, but you know, I, I will say that I struggle with this a little bit too, cause I still carry around a leather wallet. And uh, I've had it since high school, and it's just in really good shape, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I haven't had any reason to replace it. But I, I feel weird when I pull it out, you know. Sometimes, um, yeah, because it's an obviously leather wallet. I mean, I guess it could be a fake one, but uh, you know, it looks pretty real. Um, you know, it is real, uh, and I and I feel weird about that. And I think that there might it might be soon that I end up replacing that. Do you feel weird aside from other people seeing it? Do you feel weird yourself using it, like? Yeah. I mean, I Man, guess I, I don't know. I know, like when I had leather shoes for a while, I started feeling actually bad to myself because no one knows. Right, the, the shoes look leather. Even the fake leather ones nowadays look leather. But I remember I got a pair of uh, leather shoes from New Balance. I went to a media event at New Balance, and these leather flip flops or whatever they gave, and I I was wearing them because I was like, oh well. I think this was actually back in the days when I said, if it's a gift to me, I'm not going to reject it. Uh, I'm just going to you know do what I can, honor the animal, whatever. But I was like, man, I'm wearing animal skins on my feet. Like, it just felt weird. It just felt like I'm like being, I don't know, like I'm that much better that I deserve their skin to be wrapped around my feet so that my feet don't get cut or hurt and look nice. I, I don't know. So I just said, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. And then I got, gave those away. But I don't know if, who knows? I don't even know if that's a good move. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I think for me, I feel weird. I feel weird. Because I I think uh, I'm not representing my stance very well, mm-hmm. uh, and what I believe very well. You know, when I pull it out, uh, right, the wallet, and and um, and I feel weird personally. You know, when I'm like holding this cowhide, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I and but but I still I still have it in in uh, my dress shoes. You know, because I hardly ever dress up anymore. Um, my dress shoes are still <laughs> vegan. Uh, I, I mean, are, are not vegan, um, just because I haven't had to replace those since since I went vegan. Um, you you know, know what's nice? You know what's nice about non-leather shoes? You can get the really fancy ones that are expensive, or you can go to like Payless and you can get like a twelve dollar pair of of uh, fake leather dress shoes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and no one, no one can tell. At least I tell myself that nobody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. I saw <laughs> I saw the picture of your wedding this weekend. I thought, oh, those are some ugly shoes. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, the, the, so do you get fake leather? So then that kind of, then that, uh, I mean, now we're really getting off topic, but would you rather get fake leather or would you rather get something right. that doesn't look like leather at all? Right. I, I agree with this. And I would, I think that's the better choice. If we're trying to be, if, if the point of this is to demonstrate, not just to live it for yourself, but to demonstrate to others without being obnoxious and in your face, but just kind of a, a public display of, I don't need animal products and you probably don't either. Um, that, that, um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call, Doug. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to answer it? We answered. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, then I, then like by getting fake leather shoes that look just like the real thing, ninety five percent of people who see them are gonna just they're not gonna notice that you don't have leather shoes. Right? Right, you, right. Just, you you're not you're not make, taking that stance. They're gonna think you're just you're conforming. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. 
Hard, hard questions. I think, I mean, I don't know if there can be a conclusion to what is the right answer. Um, but I've, I guess I've taken some pleasure in gradually making these changes motivated really from within. Like, like surely, of course, outside influence plays a part in what motivates me from within. But it always feels good when I get to a point when I'm like, that with the, with the New Balance shoes, where I was like, you know, I know I said this, but I actually don't feel right about wearing this anymore. Not because of what people think if they see it, but like, I just didn't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had that same transformation with the food and with sending back something that isn't vegan. Um, I don't know. So I, I guess maybe that's my conclusion is is like, don't do what people tell you to do. Just to, like be aware of what's going on and be educated and informed as much as you can. Um, and then I think, I think you will know like what you need to do would be my hope. Yeah, I think, I think that sounds good. And, and that what you will know, like, it's not like you will know this one static answer that never changes. It's that you, you gradually change and you like, as you get more into this, you'll, you'll, your preferences will change. So, yeah. And I think that's a, that's a big part of it. And, and some people will probably listen to this and say, I can't believe that they're even having this discussion. You know, of course you got to get rid of stuff. Um, and you know, of course you can't use a leather wallet. Um, you know, some people will hit listen to that and, and think that. If and, what though? If you want to call yourself vegan? Like, is that? Yeah. Because right. there's, I feel like there's kind of a place, like I'm, I'm happy to have anyone who currently does a totally non-vegan lifestyle, eats that, eats non-vegan standard American diet or even a healthy, whatever, healthy version of, of an omnivorous diet uh, and wears leather clothes and wears wool sweaters and all that other stuff. Like if they told me they're going totally vegan, but they're going to keep their clothes or they're going totally diet vegan and they're going to keep their clothes the same, I would say that's awesome. Like, I mean, that like that's a giant win for our, our, I don't know, for everything. A person goes fully vegan for the environment, economically for animals. Like that's a huge win. And I would never say, well, well, you need to do this or else you're not in the club. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, I think that's ridiculous. But I guess if they want to call themselves vegan, maybe they can't call themselves vegan by some most definition. They can't call themselves vegan. But who who really cares about calling yourself vegan? I don't. I mean, we say it because it helps label what our podcast is and what we do. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It wouldn't matter to me if someone. It's not that I don't want them to go all the way. I, of course, I'd love it if they did. But like, I think something is better than nothing. That's my stance, and I know it's not a lot of vegan stance, and that's and that's okay. Like, it's, it's just a different way of spreading the message, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I think that a lot of vegans don't don't necessarily think that way. Um, but. But, you know, I think I think what's important is, is as you make your own transition, as you go down your own path, um, I think that like like what we were saying is, is that uh, you're going to find that some eventually you're just not going to want certain things. And, and that those types of decisions will just get easier and easier. Uh, and if you don't make a big deal out of them, then um, then they'll just kind of come naturally. Yeah, I think that's very important. And, and that you, I, yeah, and that you shouldn't get hung up on that kind of stuff. You shouldn't get hung up on those types of rules. Right. And, and my point was exactly that, that, that the getting hung up on those rules, I think sometimes prevents people from doing what they can, which when you're brand new, it's a lot harder to make the decision that you're not going to wear vegan clothes or wear non-vegan clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's even harder to make the decision to say, I'm going to be totally vegan instead of vegetarian or vegan at home, but vegetarian out mm-hmm. like, and people get hung up. And, and I think a lot of people choose to do nothing instead of doing 
80% or 90% vegan because they, you know, they don't want to feel like they're not doing it all the way. So therefore they, they don't really try. It just seems like too much and they get hung up on it. Uh, and my stance is that that's a bad thing. I think, I think it's so much better to take what little action you can, uh, cause I think it's all good. And I don't know. I mean, it, I only know my own example best, of course. And I know I spent a whole year not eating cows and pigs before I gave up chicken. And then I spent, I don't know, a month or two eating fish or, or not eating chicken anymore before I gave up fish. And then I spent two years being vegetarian before I went vegan. So like, it's just been this gradual transition. And for me, it has been quite an easy transition. It just took a long time. Uh, so I don't want to ever discourage someone from, from just doing what they're comfortable with. And, and I think as you do that, I think it makes it easier. It makes the next step easier. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. While acknowledging that there are a lot of people probably who, who love our podcast, who, who, you know, strongly disagree with that. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay that we have these different approaches. Cause like I said, hopefully our message reaches the people who want to hear that particular message hmm. and, you know, people who are, who are more hardline about it will reach people who, who that motivates and people who, people like me who say, you know, take a small steps, do what you can. It's better than nothing. We'll reach the people who, who, for whom the hard line approach would never work. Hopefully that's, that's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> I think, I think so. I think so. Hope so. Good. Hopefully we don't get banned from iTunes to just ban us because we, yeah. Maybe, hopefully Maybe. not. You never know. Censorship these days. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, Doug. Anything else to say about this? We never, we never went beyond clothes. We never went into the couches and uh, I don't know what. I mean, there's a billion other things I'm sure that are that are not vegan. That, sure. that I was thinking as I was giving a casino example, I was like, you know, it might be that chips or cards are made with something animal derived. Mm-hmm. right who knows I, I mean i have no idea there are, there's probably a billion products out there that we all use every day that right. have animal derived stuff and that's kind of the probably that person's uh point on facebook that, that it is very hard if that's your definition of vegan then it is nearly impossible to actually be that so uh can we definitively say that that guy was correct if we're using the very strictest well term of i don't the... i don't know like i said look at you you live in a cave you just run you grow a long beard you know <laughs> You could live like Doug and be vegan. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly how I live. Yep. Um, no, I, I suppose you could be a no-impact man or whatever that guy yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And you could you could go live off by yourself somewhere uh-huh. and not buy anything and just live off the land. You, you could still split hairs and say, well, you're make, you're make by taking that food, you're making it that an animal can't get that food and you're making it harder. For, I don't know. You could, you could go as, as ridiculously far as you wanted with this argument. Right. Yeah, but uh, I guess I, I guess uh, the answer is maybe, maybe not, probably not. <laughs> uh, but that that that's okay. That I you know I think that I think that that's okay. That we can't be that most people aren't one hundred percent vegan in the strictest term. Right. All depends on your definition of the word vegan. The, take the Bill Clinton approach. There you go. Good. All right. Is that that's not offensive to you, Doug? Is it as a as a young Democrat? <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> far more offensive things happening right now <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so uh we have been talking a little bit doug about some sort of summer interview series we're going to be doing with some luminaries in space mm-hmm. um which has come about because i've just randomly accumulated like 10 different interviews that i've with people who have said hey you should be on our podcast and they've said yes that would be really fun um 
So we have a lot of good good new names that are that are in the works, uh, including an episode with my children, which I think would be a an, an enlightening one. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. It's going to be a, a you know who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be wild, the wild west out there. You, you never know. Yeah, um, that will be fun though. I think because I I like the way we have done veganism with kids, and I think uh, I don't know it, if you didn't like this episode, you probably won't like that one because. <laughs> <laughs> because you know we try really hard to teach them about this and explain to them why we do this but at the same time we're very hands-off and we say look you can do whatever you want we're not going to force you to do anything so anyway hopefully that that comes across but the, but as far as i know they almost always do make the vegan choice uh unless they do things that i don't know about when they when they go away mm. <laughs> i don't we, think so we invited eliza too but uh, my daughter but she turned us down yeah, and then threw up all over the <laughs> all over the mic. <laughs> uh, yes. So anyway, uh, that will be fun. Yeah. Um, and and we so we Matt and I have been talking about uh, different segments that we could start over the summer. Oh um, yeah. And I I have an idea. We haven't run this by each other. I haven't run it by. I have one too. Oh oh. Which well, I did run by you. What did you eat for dinner? Yeah yeah. I was mine's a variation of that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Because we, we decided that what we ate for dinner was too closely related to the actual... Right. It's not a funny, random, wacky bit. It's like, it's too, uh, it's too serious. Uh-huh. So mine is, uh, my variation of that, and this is, I don't know... <laughs> it's wacky? I don't know. So what was the last thing you did before you went to bed last night? Um, played Mario Kart. Ah, that's a good one. Well, then I read. That was kind of in bed, though. Yeah. Mario Kart with uh, by yourself or with Holden? <laughs> no, with Ellery. Holden, Holden uh, he got himself in bed early last night because he uh, he threw this giant fit. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we went. Okay, so <laughs> to bring this back to the book thing, I so I have a, I have a coach. I talk to a coach each week. His name is Ravi Rahman. He's a great, awesome guy. Friend of Robert Cheek. Um, and he just good helps me keep my head on straight and all these things so i talked to him and he said i told him all the stress i was having about the book and he was like you know you really just gotta like have you celebrated have you done anything that would that would kind of teach your brain say hey you did a good thing here like let's let's mark the end and kind of say this is good time to move on Uh, and i said no we haven't done that so i planned a little camping trip doug which i know will resonate with you oh i'm excited Uh, for that yes i thought you would be uh, you're not coming. It's just fam- it's just us. Oh, oh I thought <laughs> I got to celebrate. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you can come. I wouldn't well, bring a, a whatever. What's she? Four month, five month, six months old now. Uh, five yeah, and a half. That, yeah. Not not target market for camping. I don't think. Oh, I think it's the prime time for camping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go on a nice hike with her. I guess she could carry her on a hike. Oh yeah, no, she goes on hikes all the time. No, I've been her walking herself on a hike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was picturing a little walking stick, a little mini one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just, just sucks on it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, we I, so we did that loosely planned a camping trip, and then said we got to go do something fun tonight. So we were going to go to the movies. We're going to go see Wimpy Kid. Um. But see, as I'm saying these things, playing Mario Kart, I bet our Nintendo Switch is made with an animal product somewhere along the line, or their factory used it. And then I said we're going to go to the movies. But the movie, of course, doesn't serve any vegan food, even in Asheville, um, 
maybe some of their they serve beer which is cool the carolina mm-hmm. but their vegan stuff was you know you couldn't go there eat dinner so i mean i don't know i guess i'm in this new frame where i'm thinking about how non-vegan everything is <laughs> the carolina <laughs> anyway, is a great cinema though it's an awesome cinema i mean any place you can drink a beer in the movies is good i think Asheville brewing company's theater is better Mm. you know i still have, i've never been there oh my god you gotta go there doug that's that's like the number one Asheville date to do mm. you need that... to bring one night when i'm gone you need to bring eliza over here <laughs> and, babysit her. <laughs> <laughs> and you and katie take a little nice night out for yourself that would be my gift to you oh thanks <laughs> i'm so generous <laughs> Anyway, it's a great date. Three dollar movies. You go see a dumb Will Ferrell movie or some whatever they're showing, and you eat their pizza, vegan pizza, and you drink their vegan beer, and it's just a good time. That's, anyway, that's what we're gonna do. That's gonna be our next date night. Good, totally should be. Um, and I'm just kidding. I would be happy to watch Eliza. Actually, I'd have a good time with that. Good. Yes. Then so anyway, we'll be over soon. Okay. So we were going to do that. We were going to um, go to that movie, but then we didn't. The timing didn't work out. They didn't have any vegan food, so we couldn't eat dinner there. So then we're going to go to the arcade bar, but on the way, we found Upcountry Brewing, which is this this one brewery turned into another. We haven't been to it. It's really close to our house, so we went to that. They had all these very good vegan options, so that was wonderful. Had a nice tempeh banh mi sandwich, mm. which you can't get in a whole lot of cities, so I'm, I'm appreciative of Asheville for having stuff like that. And I ended up playing video games and ping pong there instead of going to the arcade bar. Mm. And uh, that, while that seems fun and like a nice just change of plans... It did not go over well for Holden when he got in the car and realized we were going home to go to bed instead of to the arcade bar as our next stop. And uh, he ended up staying in the car for like half an hour after we got home, just just crying, refusing to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so he missed Mario Kart and uh, and then got had himself an early night. Uh, that's too bad. Right. Long story, but that's that is what that's a typical day in my life. All right. What was the last thing you did before bed last night, Doug? Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say. Yeah? I watched The Bachelorette. Oh, my. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Katie, Katie, Katie liked that show, and Eliza went to bed really early last night. She was tired and went to bed early, and, uh, she wanted to watch, Katie wanted to watch a show, and so we sat down on the couch and watched... Watched The Bachelorette? The Bachelorette, yeah. Does that have, like, Jesse Palmer on it still, that quarterback? No, I think that was I think that was a while ago. <laughs> that was the nineteen nineties. Yeah. I I think I watched one season of The Bachelorette. I may have started a second, but then I then I punted and said I'm out. It, it is was... it is really bad. It's like terrible television. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad television. But Katie watches it and sometimes you just wanna snuggle on the couch and watch drunk TV. You know, I you know, I yeah. really think uh, I was listening to an interview with the guy who created the original um Real World on MTV mm-hmm. and um and you know how how groundbreaking of television that was when it came out right uh and and he was kind of he was saying that people blame him for shows like the Kardashians and stuff like that I actually think he produced mm. the Kardashians but you know for for really bad reality TV um and he's like you know I'm fine with that because Sometimes you just really want to watch something mind-numbing, <laughs> you know, that you don't have to think about. That is just, uh, you know, just a kind of a, a, a time waster, you know, just a way for you right. to relax. And and I think that that is true. I think that is very true. I think that people watch too much of that, like way too much of that, uh, and they end up just wasting hour on hour on hour. Um, right. 
you know, every night. But I do think that there's a time and place for a really bad show. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely. I, I'm I, when we used to watch that, and we used to watch The Biggest Loser. I mean, this was a long time ago, but it would be, it'd be really fun. I remember when he, like when it was Wednesday night or whatever, uh-huh. and I get home for that. I, I could drive home from school. I couldn't wait to watch that. I was so excited for that night. Yeah, right. It's just a good way to relax. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I, I haven't. I guess it's not that good because I don't do it anymore. But yeah, did well, for a while. But that's. I it think would, that's it wouldn't be my my the Bachelor would not be my number one choice. But I was happy to do it last night. Well, now and then. I, I mean, I think. There are times when when you just need to relax and zone out and not think about anything hard or stressful, and that stuff is perfect then. Yeah. So, I think it's silly to blame the person who invented the first whatever real world for that, because like, it's not like if he didn't do that, no one would have come up with reality TV, right? Yeah. It's like saying Mark Zuckerberg, you shouldn't have made Facebook because now everyone spends all this time on social media, mm. but like somebody would have made Twitter or something else or. Another version, you know, something else, MySpace, who knows? We'd all be doing social media regardless if Mark Zuckerberg never was born. Well, social media out, out, uh, ages, out. Social media came before Mark Zuckerberg. He didn't invent social media. No, of course not. But that's true. He didn't do the first. So maybe we need to blame Al Gore for inventing the internet. There we go. I think the internet, yep. (laughs) I think that is all his fault. Yeah. And this podcast, because if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. then it's no better you than better, the Bachelor. better find somebody to blame for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, maybe we should save all our rambling for the end of shows now. Then people can just tap out when they're done. Oh, I like that. We could have a little chime that goes off. <laughs> it says, now we're not going to be serious anymore. Now we're just talking about what we, what we did before bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> So you can safely stop if that's not your thing. I think that's a good idea. We should have a little, a little, little, noise, bell. little bell. You know what? I was on, I did a radio interview, Doug. I don't, I don't do many like terrestrial radio interviews because they just I don't know they don't they don't come up. They're, I'm not on their radar, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, randomly, I got an email from this this Mad Dog show in uh, in Michigan, sports show, and. I feel like there's 20 shows called Mad Dog. I think I've been on another radio show called Mad Dog. <laughs> I swear. I've been on two other radio shows, and I think one of them was Mad Dog in the Morning. Different Mad Dog uh, in a different city. <laughs> but anyway, I did it. And twice. So it was. he was quite a gracious host. It was really nice. I was thinking it was going to be a bunch of wacky, zany bits where they were like making fun of me and all that. Fully prepared for that going in. And it wasn't. It was a guy who his wife... It's like eats this way or close to this way, and he's really interested in it. And he was very, very cool about it. And like bringing this idea that you can be athletic. He mentioned Tom Brady. Apparently, Colin Kaepernick has been fooling around with vegan diets when he's not kneeling for the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> so, like, mention all this stuff in positive light. And I was very, very happy to do it. Twice, though, he was like, We're going to give you a Ric Flair for that. And he pressed a button, and, and there was this, like, Woo! or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like on uh, Parks and Recreation, that show when they when uh-huh. they have uh, the douche or whatever whatever the guy's name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> press, like the fart button and the funny voice button. Uh-huh. I like I like those drops. Those sound drops are great. I wish we had a producer who could just press wacky buttons during our show. Maybe we need to hire one. All right, if you're a radio producer or want to be, you don't have to have any actual skills. 
<laughs> if you have one of those button devices or know a website <laughs> where you can set up a button device and you want to just listen to our show, chime in with little wacky things now and then and make drops, audio drops, book guests too would be good too. <laughs> yeah, and do that. <laughs> we can think of a lot more things too. <laughs> do that. the email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're hiring someone <laughs> just purpose hand for, the, for enemy radio. And we're not going to pay you. No, no. Right. Just unpaid internship, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, anyway, okay. So you, yeah, chimes, chimes, drops, audios, Ric Flair voices, all that is great. Did it, so did it did it come out well in the show? Were you like, yeah, this is awesome? I don't know. I mean, I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I just, I was kind of taken aback when <laughs> I heard Ric Flair yelling. I didn't really know. It was, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but it happened twice. It was cool. That's funny. That's great. Is that what Ric Flair does? Like woohoo or something? I have no idea. I don't know. I saw someone at my karate the other day, my martial arts, I should say, who like went up to someone wearing a Ric Flair shirt and made some noise and then somebody got it. He, the guy wearing it was like, oh man, you you know it, like or something. And then I only a week ago did I realize Ric Flair had like a trademark sound that he did. And then, then on this radio thing, they did it twice. <laughs> I mean, he's, he doesn't, Ric Flair is old, right? That's like yeah. 80s. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I didn't know that. News to me. <laughs> I didn't either. All right, good. Well, well, I think this is a good place to wrap up. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, let's end it. All right. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I'm just going to put out one more request. Please, if you can support the book, it, that would be really awesome. Um, like I said, Amazon is the place you can get it. It says a month or two for delivery, but I, I think it will be much faster than that. And in fact, if you want one when they do come back in June, before they run out again, because I do believe they're going to, I, I would imagine that going on Amazon now and getting it uh, would be your best bet. Of course, you can also wait, get it, you know, rush to Barnes and Noble or on. I don't, I don't think their website, Barnes and Noble, lets you pre, lets you order it when it's out. Is the problem? <clears throat> That's the only reason I would say go to one over another. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think it, you're very likely to get yours in time. Even that, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know anything anymore because all the people who pre-ordered in February, like aside from the book being out of stock, Amazon is just delaying their shipping, even though people who ordered it much later than that are getting it. So I'm just hands in the air. don't know what's going on. But in short, if you would like to go order it, that would be helpful. I think you broke, you broke the internet. You broke Amazon. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Take care, right. everyone. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you next time.